Hey there, listener. Fancy seeing you here. Look, sometimes due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode description for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this episode is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement because we are going down with these ships. It's time now for a very special Patreon Patreon shout-out segment. A colossal thank you to our patron, Danny, who also goes by Dan Puff, whose months of support have been keeping the wheels of our pod nicely oiled. Obviously, we wish we could live in a world without the need for expensive audio editing software costs, but thanks to your thoughtfulness and generosity, we're able to keep bringing you the content you love. Thank you to everyone who subscribed to us, and to everyone who's supporting us in other ways too, like telling your friends about the pod, or leaving us a good review wherever reviews are welcomed. And now, back to our regularly scheduled merrymaking. Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. I'm Megs. I'm Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we're a little loopy because it's been three weeks since we've seen each other. So we're really excited to hang out together today and you get to join us in this journey. So here we go. Welcome back. uh, Good to have you. (laughs) So I'm really excited this week. Um, We're finally getting into some next generation HP pairings. So of course, Nathan is over here like, I don't know much. I, I no, I need to correct you on that on that little <laughs> statement. I know nothing. I have I have you know no idea. Well, well, yes, I do. I have read, look, look, listener. Here's the state of play. I I have done my due diligence. I have read the epilogue. I know the character names. I know. I know that people have fun with characters that we we barely know. I've also re- I've also read the play, the stage play, that thing that we're not really gonna, well, we're gonna have to talk about it. But that thing that I want to avoid calling out by name for as long as possible. I have read mm-hmm. that thing, so I know about <laughs> like, uh, I know about Scorbus. Scorbus mm-hmm. is canon. It's yes. amazing. It's the mm-hmm. one canon thing that cursed child as well so i has i'm cursed about it yeah it's it's uncursed itself a little bit just 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 teeny weeny tiny (laughs) bit just 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 that small smidgen of the text is 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 good (laughs) um so you know i like that um but beyond that i really know very little which is worrying because the subject of today's episode is a pairing that i am (laughs) Not familiar with at all. So, <laughs> so I'm trying Megs. to think. What, what's that? I'm trying to think if there was an episode where I feel like there were was an episode or so that I did more listening than talking, and I feel like then this will be the opposite one where I do all the talking and you're just nodding along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, insert visual bit. 
Nathan is still <laughs> nodding. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I'll be in the background providing the lift music and the refreshments for this episode. <laughs> yes. So anyway, this time we're actually, we're not getting into Scorpus yet, just because we see that as like, it's the dreary of next gen. We yeah, have very of course few, it is. We have very few next gen characters, obviously, um, based off of if you're going to, to keep close knit on the like the Potters and you know like all the kids around the original core group is kind of what mm-hmm. they consider next gen. Obviously, you can go cross generational pairings and yeah blah blah, and we will one day. You know, we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but as for to get started, we're gonna do one of the top two ships, which would be Scorbus is one. We're gonna be doing Jetty, so we're gonna do James Sirius Potter slash Teddy Lupin, and I'm really excited about this because genuinely one week ago i was like hey let's do a next gen <laughs> let's do a next gen uh, episode um we can't do scorpus yet so what are we gonna do all right i guess we'll do jetty neither of us had read anything jetty no so and i still haven't i still have not <laughs> <laughs> but i did so one of us did nice. our work which is yes. good so we're Thank halfway you. there um <laughs> okay bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> And luckily, thankfully, I didn't have to, like, kill this with fire because I freaking love this ship. Like, there's nothing worse than be like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And then I think, I mean, just to, like, uh, air the dirty laundry. I mean, I feel like there's probably been pairings that we've looked into and done episodes for that even after we were done, we're like, yeah, we're still not into this. But we just made it work. (laughs) We we are just, we've just destroyed the whole ethos of the pod. We're just like, because... The number of the number of episodes we've done, and we've said, "Yeah, we love everything." You've just completely bulldozed. That's, that's not true. We don't love everything. We will read everything. How about that? Well, well yeah, that's the yeah, that's better. That's much more uh, factually. That is that's factually accurate to use a a politician's euphemism. Um, yeah. Oh, do we need to go back and re-talk about all the reasons why we love Slash more than everything? Else? <laughs> Okay, so listener, if you haven't heard, uh, have we? Have we actually? Is that up yet? Is our it's, slash? It boat? will be. I've been slacking as far as bonus content goes for Patreon, but we have like three or four episodes recorded that I just haven't gotten my ass over to to actually edit. Um, but yes, one of the episodes is actually why slash like why slash is so popular as well as why we love slash so much so that was a really fun episode for us to do together because obviously as you know i mean heck we just did treble and sorry not sorry we're doing another slash but you know what our uh, podcast yeah (laughs) it, it it is and i think uh, you know, we were first, you know, brought together by our unified love of Slash. And mm-hmm. there's very good reasons for that, which we go into in the episode, uh, which should be up by the time you listen to this. So yeah. if you I'm going to make that a thing. Yeah. If you haven't heard <laughs> that yet, uh, that's a that's a fun 40-minute little jaunt into yeah, the world it's a little of one. Slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back yes. to this episode. <laughs> so, yes. So I actually read some Jetty. And I was really into it because going in, um, so going in with not having read any, all I could have based off of um, for the ship is the fact that, okay, we have Albus and Scorpius as like the, you know, the slash pairing. And then we have 
James Sirius, and then all of his cousins. So we are or yes. siblings. So we have James Sirius, Lily Luna. We have um, what is it, Victoire? We have uh, Rose and Hugo, and then um, I can't remember. Do you, I don't know if you know. This isn't. This wouldn't have been in the epilogue, I don't think. But I don't remember if George and Angelina's kids. Uh, no, but no, but they did. JKR at one point drew a family tree that okay. went up on Pottermore, and I did see that. So that is another thing that I have seen. Oh, you have seen? Well, that's yes. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna so, take a minute to actually see if I can find this thing because I'm really, I'm really curious. I know I've uh, read like Molly, like Molly. I guess Molly Junior, but like like Molly Weasley as like George's daughter, but I don't know if that's considered canon or not i think it is i think it is i can see the uh picture of it now i'm going i'll let you tell me (laughs) yeah next generation weasleys so yeah molly is there she is percy and audrey's oh look at that that is a hand-drawn family tree okay so we have molly and arthur Oh my god, don't. I just Fred is right in the middle and I've already started to cry. This is so <laughs> rude. Um so we got Bill and Fleur, Charlie and Fred, Ron and Hermione, Rose and Hugo, Victoire, Dominique. Oh, that's right. Dominique and Louis? 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 I want I want to say I want to say Louis. She has yeah. weird handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm going to say Louis. <laughs> and then we have Scorpius, obviously. Oh, Lorcan and Lysander, which was Luna and Rolf. Um, George and Angelina. Oh, has Fred and Roxanne. Oh, that's right. And then Molly and Lucy are Percy and Audrey. Okay, yeah. so ultimately we have pretty much family. Like everyone's related. <laughs> Sans yeah. Luna's kids. And Teddy, you know, like Teddy is part of the family so that's also something that people have you know issue issue with because it's like oh even though he's not blood related he's still obviously like harry helped most likely helped raise him i mean he was an infant and he was his godfather you know that harry wasn't about to like not be involved you know helping andromeda just because he knows exactly. what it was like to grow up without parents and without a godfather having gotten to know his godfather so i could just see him being like i his parents died for our cause and ultimately for me i need to take care of this child like if not mm-hmm. like it was always my headcanon that he would adopt him like eventually and like not as an 18 year old obviously right but right. like if it got to a point where, like, I mean, I don't know, remember how old, I don't know how old Andromeda is. I mean, she's not going to be, like, she's not super old, and witches and wizards live a really long time, so that really shouldn't matter. But, I mean, it's still to be, like, a grandmother raising, you know, your grandchild or whatever, or even just, like, a co-parenty situation thing. Mm-hmm. I just know that Harry's a huge presence in his life. So it's, like, I could see Teddy looking at Harry as his as his father figure and then growing yes. up with Al and um like Al and Lily and uh, James they're I think James is like they're about five or six years apart so they it is a significant like age difference of course to me like as someone who's like Harry and Snape like I'm just like, you know, <laughs> like okay like- that's nothing so when it comes to <laughs> When it comes to Jetty, I just, I, I went in thinking, I'm like, okay, it's popular, but 
is there an issue? Do people have issue with the age gap? Do people have issue with the fact that they're kind of family? The answer is yes to both of those. But because it's like, I, get, I don't know if it's the way to One of the only is. parents like, that isn't incestuous. Right. Well, there's that. So it's like, it's not blood, but we're making this, like we're making it work. We're making it happen. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, crap, what was I going to, what was I going to say? Oh, that it's just, there's, there's, um you can always do worse. Like there's, there could be a worse pairing. So I uh-huh. just, like, that's just yes, kind of what I've could. seen. It's like, what is it? The like god siblings and step siblings are kind of like the for some people are like incest light. It's like you get kind of like the oh my gosh, they're like as close as siblings, but they're not related. So okay. then it's kind of okay, but people are still like into it because it's almost not okay. It's a morally it's a morally gray area. <laughs> it's it's ambiguous. There are yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. So I was very curious going in. I was like, wow. Like, obviously, Scorvus is really popular, and then we have Jetty, and then I'm like, wow, there's a couple things about this ship that low-key is like, I'm surprised this is as big as it is, but also, yeah, there's not a lot of characters to play with unless you start getting OCs involved, and which isn't, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with OCs either. Like, if you love I love James, a good OC. And you want him to be with some random Ravenclaw quidditch captain and you're just gonna name him whoever like cool yeah give with that long fine. green hair and two heads <laughs> what? <laughs> well it's an oc that's very original <laughs> <laughs> you know why if you're gonna go to the bother of making an oc why would you make a half-hearted attempt at an oc that's what i want to know if when i'm reading when i'm reading any oc at any time i love the ones where they have like multicolored eyes where they can do special you know wandless like magic mm-hmm. yeah and they they're, they're op and they you know and and yet they're tortured and alone and it's so you know these these people <laughs> have so many emotions that yes. then of course they need the existing characters to balance out and you know i just i love ocedom it's one of my favorite parts of this fandom especially because mm-hmm. the potential for magic and and you know animagus forms is too mm-hmm. good it's too good but of course given someone like teddy lupin is an amazing character to also play with because obviously yes. we know very little about him and he all we know is that he's also a metamorph magus so he can do whatever to his appearance which is really cool we can make up whatever personality we want for him we can do whatever i can't remember if like is he is he considered hufflepuff canonically i don't know that seems <laughs> like something i feel like it seems like something this. i should know yeah i know <laughs> He's, he's possibly considered a Hufflepuff canonically. Who knows? Let me do a quick yeah. Google and we'll, right. we'll find out. We're doing out. a lot of Googling today. <laughs> we were so prepared, you guys. We, just... <laughs> we were just, we were a lot happier about coming back yes. to do an episode yes, than we were. Yes, he was in Hufflepuff. Yes, he was a Hufflepuff. So that's right. Oh. So he was a Hufflepuff. James was a Gryffindor. And then obviously Albus was Slytherin. But then what was Lily? I've I've read that Lily is in Slytherin. Lily Luna House. Oh, it's a, it, okay. So it says Gryffindor. So it says she was Gryffindor. So then someone took creative liberties with their story, which is allowed. Anyone can do whatever they want. It's fan fiction. So <laughs> anyway, so 
crap, what was I saying before we got into Hufflepuff? Oh, personality-wise. Like, we know he's a Hufflepuff, so obviously we can give him very Hufflepuffy traits. Obviously someone very, like, you know, loyal and kind and just all around has to be a great, um, you'd imagine, like, older brother figure because him being about five, six years ahead of James, that would be seven, eight, right, seven to eight years for Albus and then eight or nine years for Lily. So it's like, so he's like the oldest, you know, I don't know, kid aside from Victoire, who's a little bit younger than he is, who was still in school when Albus started. But uh, so it definitely comes to, I'm trying to think of other like movies and shows, but I know it's very popular. Like you have the character that, they're watching their best friend and they're or they're watching their brother's or sibling's best friend and they're obviously like in love with them like the older right, yes. kid yeah so even though like with James like they would obviously grow up as pretty brotherly i mean like obviously teddy's over all the time obviously teddy's hanging out with al and james doing whatever you know whatever stuff growing up and uh-huh. I, so and and I've read stories where of course that's the aspect of like James just has this obvious like overly ridiculous crush on Teddy like to an awkward extent and of course like Teddy's just like oh you're so cute like you're so cute James yeah. like you know it's yeah. like it's like you'll you know you'll meet someone your own age or something like that because it's like if James 13 so yeah it's like once he's like 20 and he's still like a teenager like you're not going to think of anyone in that you know, way. Like no, you, no, exactly. Unless you want to write it that, that way. Whatever. People but, do whatever. Okay. <laughs> but do you know what I'm thinking of now? This is going to seem like a massive tangent, but it isn't because it's relevant to what you just said. All it's, right. Uh, it's Star Wars Episode One, Anakin and mm. Padme, because there's there's a similar sort of age gap between them. But mm-hmm. when he first starts crushing on her, it's creepy because he's so young. Yes. But then, but then later on, when they're together, you you don't think about that. So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Same sort and of idea. And she definitely has the like you can tell that she pushes it away because of the age thing. Yes. And the exactly. fact that she's a Jedi and not supposed to be in love with anybody but still it was well, like well, she's he, yeah <laughs> well he is and she's yeah. she was a like a senator or she was queen right that's first, what i'm saying then, in regards yeah. to him like she knew that he shouldn't be in a relationship or whatever but yes, but yes yeah, yeah. you're 100 percent. you're 100 percent correct in that regard didn't even think about that but uh <laughs> yeah no but it's so you can uh, you can definitely read stories that either follow the growth of you know of James and dealing with his crush and then realizing oh it was just a crush Teddy will never see me that way but then eventually one day they're both adults and when James thinks that his chance with Teddy will never be and they're just friends then all of a sudden something happens that obviously brings them together which I'll get into as far as like what was it I read one that was um fake dating right so I'm gonna have to look up crap I'm gonna have to look up what the name was but it was wrecked in our server and i'm so excited so i'll definitely link it nice. in the description but so i guess spoilers i don't know for for whatever this fic is if you want to look and see what the hell it is um <laughs> but ultimately we're gonna have to do a better intro to it than that that's this poor author this poor author's listening i'm gonna look it up i'll look it up right now because it's a recent suggestion sure. so i'm yes. going to look it up i know that i have it i know i have it 
Okay, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's a small spark <laughs> neglected by Gizm, who also wrote uh, What We Pretend We Can't See, which was one of my favorite dreary fic. So when okay. I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I'll probably love this. And it was great, obviously. Um, but if I'm correct in the story that it is, which I'm pretty sure it is. Uh... <laughs> How sure so, is pretty sure? I mean, the fact is they don't tag anything. So there's no tags for me to go off of to like. Okay, know. well, that, that's that's fair. That's That's absolutely fair then. Editing Meg's here. Yeah, it's not. It absolutely is not. The fic is actually This Must Be the Place by Abadil. Uh, so eventually I figure out that I'm wrong. Uh, so enjoy the journey. So this one. Okay, this is a different one. This is definitely. Oh my God, this is so bad. I hate that I don't know. It's fine. Okay, okay, okay. So, all right. So this is different. This is different than the one that I thought. There's a fake dating one, which I'll have to find too. Okay, so the one that I just said, um, what is it? A small spark ignited, I think? Small spark, small spark neglected. So in this fic, uh, Teddy is like, it's Teddy POV. And he's an or slash unspeakable. And there's someone who's going around and like setting a special sort of fiend fire like loose in different homes and then people are obviously dying and whatever and so oh. they put teddy on the case because he's secretly an unspeakable so they're trying to figure out the source of this crazy new fire as well as him being an auror giving him reason to be involved in the investigation so it's like a kind of a double agent you know placing him in as an unspeakable role but trained as an auror you know sort of thing Okay. So he, <laughs> I don't even remember why. Oh, <laughs> this, this is the, stu the stupidest. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm sorry. Welcome okay. to the most coherent episode <laughs> we've ever done. I, look, look, on the one hand, you've got me. On the, on the one hand, you've got me in the blue corner who doesn't know anything. And then you've got Mags in the red corner who can't remember anything. So, so, so okay. one's an idiot and one's got amnesia. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so this story, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. Teddy works for Draco. Draco is like, works or it heads up the unspeakables or something like that. Everyone works for Draco. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> everyone works for Draco. So, and apparently Teddy was like, caught um what was it caught like in a like a muggle bar kissing some dude and like a picture was taken so it was going to be in the prophet saying like oh like look teddy lupin or and and speculated unspeakable is you know into dudes or whatever and of course draco's like you know you can't do this and of course teddy thinks it's because it's a dude but really draco's like no they think you're an unspeakable that can't happen so i had to go to the prophet and i had to make sure that this didn't go anywhere so he's like uh... you're... so it was yeah it was mainly because he's bringing like obviously bringing the public eye onto himself especially like who doesn't love anyone close proximity to harry potter what their love lives are happening like obviously that's the most important thing to everybody yes of course so, it is so draco being draco and i just love where this goes at the end is he's like dude just get married <laughs> like 
it's literally like you're almost 30 like get married because like <laughs> marriage is like is a contract it's a it's a um <laughs> pretty much ultimately it's like it's a mutual like beneficial like it's just it doesn't that's have to the be most a, i know it's that's <laughs> the most antiseptic way to was, talk about I know. being so, with the person you love for the rest of your life i like, know this is it gets this is why it gets so good so yeah so he's like he's like just just find someone it doesn't even have to be like anything you could still do whatever you want just so that everyone thinks that you're settled you know what i mean so of course then he gets it in his head mm -hmm. that he has to you know make some good match and even draco was like you're practically part of the potters like i don't know marry a potter i don't care blah 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 and so then teddy gets this through his head that he's like okay i guess that's like the best <laughs> idea that i could come up with is trying to get with a potter <laughs> and first he first he goes for harry because harry and jenny are divorced and he's like i mean yeah he's kind of like my dad but like i mean he's also what? kind of attractive if i squint oh and, my like, and it's the most awkward thing for me to have read is like him trying to seduce harry it is the funniest thing i've ever experienced so in this I fic just... in this in this universe i'm picturing harry as tom Selleck. You know, like Tom Selleck from the like the Magnum PI era. He's got the mustache and the equivalent of the fast car. He's got the fast broom, but it's all like it's radiating like older uncle vibes, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so who does he move on to next? I'm intrigued. So, so of course he reaches a point that he's like, this is dumb. And then completely pivots to just like, oh, we're just hanging out, drinking beers and watching something or whatever. So the next team, well, because his first stop was James, but James is his best friend. And he's like, and I, he's, he's like, I could never do that to my best friend. Like I'd. I wouldn't make him okay. be in a relationship that wouldn't be what he wanted. Like, so obviously Decent from rationale. the get-go, yeah. he was thinking genuinely of James's feelings first. And then obviously no one else has mattered, but James mattered. So we went to Harry. And then after Harry, he went to Albus. And Albus just like, it was, Albus apparently was secretly dating Scorpius. So like Teddy just was like, I got to see if there's anything here and just kisses Albus. And Albus is like, what the hell, Teddy? What are you oh my doing? God. I have a boyfriend. Like, do you like me? And Teddy's like, no, but I just, I, it's just. I just this sounds so stupid, but it's it's so funny when you read it. Like it's it's genuinely hilarious. It's so good. Nice. And so then obviously that goes very poorly. And then James finds out. So then he is hanging out with James, like they do, because they're friends and they hang out all the time. And then he ends up telling him while drinking what was going on like what draco said and the fact that he was like what happened between you and albus because obviously something weird's going on al's being weird and he's like oh you know i kissed him and he's like what you kissed my brother and of course teddy's like oh of course he's mad because i kissed his brother <laughs> like of course he's mad and but then it all comes down to him realizing that like Jay like the reason james is mad is because he's like oh so you're you know going for a potter and of course like so i'm the last one you know like obviously lily's out because she's the wrong gender entirely and then oh like here i am because my dad wouldn't my brother wouldn't so now it's me yeah okay no so then that's when when teddy realizes his true feelings for james because oh. it hurts to like leave you know lose him and then he has to try and convince james somehow the fact that it wasn't that way it was literally like i didn't go for you because i didn't want you to be in something that you didn't want and he's like i've wanted you forever blah 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 kiss kiss makeup happy emily after 
But of course, like Teddy gets in a big accident, and that's what brings them back together. Oh no! Because, well, because he gets he becomes the like person who's attacked by the fire. So like he's in the fire, and he like so that he luckily is able to like apparate out of it and has to get healed and all that. And that's when James like instantly, obviously, forgives him because dude, he almost died, and that's when he was telling like Harry and um and and Draco and Ginny and I don't even remember who else were there that he told him about what had happened <laughs> with like Draco telling him he needed to get married and everyone just turns to look at Draco like and, and Harry's like oh my fucking god that is totally something he would say and then of <laughs> yes. course and then of course the story's like huh marriage is a contract huh with like you know with benefits <laughs> and whatever and he's like he's like but I thought it was what was it she was like something like it's like but I thought you you know married me because you couldn't imagine living a single day with you know without me he's like that was true but it's not like that for everyone I mean it was just like oh it was so funny Draco was put on like oh it was it was so it was so beautiful to watch but anyway so that was a hot that was it just was it was really funny watching Teddy try and navigate the fact that he's like why would you you dumb dumb why the hell are you listening to Draco telling you to just marry someone someone like just and so he's like yeah okay i'll make my way through the potters and then eventually find out that you know james is the one but uh yeah so that was a a wild one i i don't know there's i crap i have no idea what it is i'm gonna have to find it but there's a fake dating one which is absolutely amazing so apparently james is like one of the kids that is like has a stalker apparently like he has like Mm -hmm. this crazy person who's like sending him gifts and and just all these things because it's like oh he's like the single son of harry potter because albus and scorpius are together and they're in america and whatever so whatever reason like even though james is like i'm not a celebrity and harry's like dude i'm sorry you're a celebrity because i am and i'm really sorry about that so yeah they want him to be under or supervision so he's like the best way that we can kind of either like provoke the stalker is by them thinking you have a relationship and how and so i'm thinking that you and teddy should pretend that you're in a relationship because then you have an aura at your side and you know each other it's not like you would hate you know whatever and of course james is completely mortified because he's been in love with teddy since forever so of course james is worried that like of course this is happening because Harry asks it of Teddy like Teddy doesn't have feelings for James he's just doing it because he's his friend and wants to keep him safe and whatever but you can tell by the way like the things Teddy says the things that he's doing that it's like okay it's different for Teddy now like it's obviously you guys are gonna end up together James is just in denial because this was one where he was over the top in love with Teddy as a teen and everyone knew he had a crush on Teddy and then of course grew oh. out of it because Teddy was with Victoire for however many years but then yeah. they split up and then that's when it just never happened between them so of course James is like he doesn't think of me that way if it would if it was supposed to happen it would have happened well then apparently for whatever reason because them just saying they were in a relationship wasn't enough you know to convince someone of they, course it wasn't I was thinking I was just thinking the author was going to go down this road they had to go all the way to a mind soul bond. What? So a mental soul bond. 
So you're literally bound by soul. So it's like marriage, but more intense, obviously. And the mind version is so that you can read each other's thoughts. So the thought process, I believe, behind it was the fact that it's like, oh, like if something was going on with James, they'd be able to like they'd be able to communicate with each other without sure. talking. Like it makes sense. But then, of like course, a sort of a, like, it's a sort of a two way telepathy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So but then, of course, so so Harry and Draco have this like he like Harry and Ginny had split when, you know, years back, Harry and Draco are together and have this, you know, connection. So then they were helping get them through it. They're like, oh, and by the way, it's probably going to make you horny as hell and want to sleep together. So I'm just forewarning you. So oh, of course, oh, just, just, as a, like... just as a tiny little aside, <laughs> yeah. by the way, in the fine print, you will find that this co- could cause like accidental permanent arousal. <laughs> So, of course, the whole time, like, they can feel each other's emotions. So it's like when someone feels like a wave of lust oh, or so even intense. love or whatever. It's like, yeah. of course, James, because it's, I think it's entirely point of view, James, for this story. He's okay. obviously, he's like, this is just the bond. Like, Teddy doesn't love me. Teddy doesn't. It's like Teddy's bond loves me. You know what I mean? And so oh, it's them okay. trying to figure out and being super vague on both ends. Because, you know, Teddy will say something that's like, James will be like, oh, just the bond. And then Teddy's like, is it? And then James is like, isn't it? And then they're just like, yeah, it's the bond. You know, like they're just, they, oh, no. none, of them, none of them will like fess up to the fact that it's like, no, I, I know that I, I felt this before this happened sort of thing why does no one in fiction ever communicate communicate no 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 No. but they're just permanently they just they're just like no i'm just going to tiptoe on eggshells when i could say the thing that i actually feel but then there'd be no there'd be no narrative there would be no story and the author wants drama yes (laughs) so so, so, but I so I won't get into like I won't do the whole damn thing because this was too good. I will I will definitely link it. But it just it was so fun to see them obviously like flubbing around yeah. their feelings, but like and connected to each other. And the whole time you're just like obviously you've just you've already wanted to be together because of course in the end like they catch the bad guy or whatever or catch the the stalker and then. They can get rid of the bond and James is all scared because then that maybe Teddy doesn't actually want him and all this, you know, stuff. But then Teddy's like, no, I do. And then it's just, oh, God, it's it's beautiful. It's adorable. It's a great fake dating thing. And they're so cute. Um, but it also like these ones address the age gap thing, because, of course, it goes oh. into like James being like, oh, I'm 28 now. And then, you know, t- uh, Teddy is whatever, 34 you know, three or 34 or whatever. It's like at that age, age doesn't really make it, you know, matter. And, and then there was the fear of the fact that Harry would just like them both thinking that Harry wouldn't like them being together because Teddy is like his son, because Teddy is like his brother. Like they were scared. And he'd be so protective of him. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, of course, everyone's like, yes, finally, absolutely, totally, which completely reminds me of I just finished watching because it's Christmas time when we're recording this. I mean, it's, it's still December, but we yeah. just watched a single all the way on Netflix. Oh. Did you watch that? Oh, my goodness. No, I haven't. But I've seen the trailer for <laughs> it. So I, know, I know exactly. Yeah. What. So it's, the be- it's yeah. a beautiful, ultra fluffy, like fake dating 
friends to lovers thing go it's it's the cutest i was screaming the entire time but ultimately it was like yeah the whole family are just like we don't get why you're not together like why aren't you together you've known each other for like however long like we don't get it and they're just like no no we're just we're just we've always been friends so obviously we're <laughs> gonna stay friends and it's oh my gosh it's oh it's be it's it's beautiful nathan <laughs> Everyone, I don't care that Christmas is over. Go watch that movie right now because it is so, it's the most beautiful slash live action <laughs> fake dating friends to lovers thing. It's, oh, it's the cutest. It's the absolute cutest. So. Yeah, and who says that you have to have Christmas on the day that Christmas no. actually is? It could be that you're working. It could be that yes. you have other, other things that you need to yes. do on that day. And then you know what you can think? Uh, do you know what? I have such and such a day off. I'm going to have Christmas then. Mm -hmm. And then you put on that film and you feel like it's Christmas for you because you deserve that thing. Exactly. Yes, do that. Do it. Do it. So anyway, <laughs> so that's how I see it. It's definitely the friends to lovers. There's no sort of, this isn't the enemies, enemies anything unless we're going like super AU. Because plenty of people will either, to avoid the age gap, they'll change their ages you know i mean you can like mm -hmm. just be like oh they go to school at the same time or close to the same age versus the huge gap but i do as i as i kept reading it was really it was really cute just because we've seen with a lot of pairings like we can tell the theme of like the start of a relationship is like very prominent like we found with Romione it was like okay the Yule Ball started everything you know what I mean like uh -huh. a lot of them stem from the fact that it's like oh James had a crush on the older boy Teddy forever and then of course it never was going to happen he's going to see me as the little kid brother but then ultimately they end up together and it's very cute I do really like it and then I do love that they usually write them older because yeah. In comparison to like, I guess like Hogwarts like generation, like I like I love school stuff, especially like when there's like conflict or things like Harry and Draco and just the things that we we know the things that they were. Sure, we know the setting. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's easy for us to manipulate it. With those two, it's like them being a like like awkward idiot adults is actually really fun like it's just like dude yeah. like get your shit together like you and then of course things end up can be like pretty like wonderfully kinky because of course it's like okay there's these grown-ass dudes with lots of experience and they're gonna show us that they have all this nice. experience okay now i so. need to read like next gen stuff I that know. You, you you've known how to like sucker me into this because i i was just because you've already sort of answered my question i was going to ask you why it is that you think people are the people that like writing next gen stuff prefer it over writing from the hogwarts generation where you know like like we've said we know the setting we know the characters and is it just that people want to write something new that they get bored with having the same old things you know, to write about because, you know, all of the old classic tropes that we know and love from the Yule Bull to the giant squid, you know, we mm -hmm. see them over, over and over. And, you know, I suppose it might be nice for those writers to write something new. I mean, sure, you do get like aged up thick of the Hogwarts generation yeah. of like aura pairings and stuff, but it is mostly still school yeah. stuff because that's the it's the go-to right yeah um so i was going to ask like what is it for you having read some of this stuff 
that you think people writing next-gen material really want to get out of writing for next-gen characters? Oof. I mean, probably a lot of the big, big fun stuff is the fact that it's like they're navigating the fact that their parents, uncles, aunts, whatever, were like war heroes. So it's like them trying to navigate a life around the fact that they have, you know, really famous family so then it's like how to find something genuine so i think that's part of it like james being like oh he'll get into relationships when really it's like oh they just want to like they just talk about his dad or like they just want to like meet you know the family or whatever it's like they don't really have the genuine interest in that character it's the fact that they're from this so i think like we say with cursed child they tried to do that with albus's character to be like okay we're gonna put him in slytherin we're gonna make him super angsty and sad and Uh angry and we're just gonna have him completely just like hate his dad like we're just gonna make that happen and yeah that's completely believable but i would do differently obviously (laughs) but yeah um, there there were some there was some artistic license taken in the mm -hmm. direction of that character like you can absolutely make those choices yeah yeah. But but there were the bigger the bigger problems really with Cursed Child were the universal inconsistencies. Yeah. And for me, the one of the biggest things that still sticks out to me, the splinter in my brain, is the Terminator trolley witch that somehow <laughs> like has a bionic arm and can go up on the roof of the train. I was just like, I would like very much for that not to exist. I please. Think- I don't know all that time. Evil Cedric. I just like all the all the moving yeah. on, moving on yeah. from that. Yeah. Whatever that was. Um. So so actually, <laughs> in terms of in terms of because you write you write fanfic, you're an accomplished author. Yeah. You write really well. Um, I was going to say if you were writing Albus, what would you do differently? In to like. So uh, suppose he was sorted mm-hmm. into Slytherin mm-hmm. and you were going to go the angst route. Mm-hmm. What would you do differently with his character to, I don't know, make it a little bit more good? Think of the word. <laughs> probably just the fact that it's like, I would literally keep, I would just keep his character. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would take why his feelings are the way they are. But as far as like the feeling, the need to, change thing i don't know i i love albus because even though in cursed child he is seen as relatively angsty i don't know i see him as more of like i I play off of the i'm misunderstood people don't you know look at me differently because well one they either look at me because of my dad or they look down on me because i'm a slytherin or whatever yeah so i I just, of course, I read Albus slash his brother, so that's not really like. Uh, <laughs> like well, I'm just, like I just uh, that's yeah. just. What... <laughs> Uh, so, so, so listeners so so we we very much know the direction that Megs would take Albus in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can. For further yes. exquisite details, please visit Megs's um, Ao3, which we'll also which we'll also link in the description. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just I love Albus. Like I do. I do really love Albus. But now that I've read Jetty, I've found a new love for James. Because usually, sure, if I would yes. write Jalbus is what it, the ship is considered. It's usually Albus's point of view. It's Albus's journey. James is just there. Now I'm like, okay, like I know who James is now, and I know how to like build his narrative. And now I really want to want to write Jetty. Like that's what happens after every episode. Is I'm just like, okay, yes, now I want to. Now I want to write this. Well, it's, yeah. again, it's a slash one, ultimately. Of so, course, yeah, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, it was so good. And then there was another one that was just a short one shot because. <laughs> Because I was writing for the Fall Fic Exchange, which you know, my first uh, Omegaverse fic. <laughs> which, which I had, I had unexpected feelings about. Okay, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, and now you can. This is going to be one of those moments you can delete later if it's too <laughs> spicy. But I had to tell you, reading this. It was probably, it was the most unexpected erection of my entire life. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I guess I'm into this. Uh, and I, I now, I now have a whole other side of this universe that I yeah. want to explore for reasons. But that was because of you and your wonderfully, um, your wonderfully exp- exquisite writing. Exquisite, explicit. <laughs> Ex- explicitly exquisite right yes I, I was just going to shove those two words together yeah. I, 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 certain things were definitely getting shoved together in this fic yeah. I, I don't know are you going to put this on your io3 is this up there it's well it should be it was it's the fall fic exchange so it'll be well posted oh so, okay yeah. okay yeah, yep, yep, cool, yep. cool. But uh, well, so go anyway... read that if you, if you want your life to change <laughs> <laughs> that one is a Dralbus, just yeah. so you guys know. It's Draco slash Albus. <laughs> so that's my mm-hmm. that's my Omega first. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's filthy. Anyway, so Of it's... course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to so when I was writing Omegaverse like I've read quite a bit like I, I love it like I, I just I just love it I mean I don't have to give a reason um, but I'd never really mm-hmm. written it before so of course I had to um, oh man it was so painful to do research <laughs> you know what I mean like figuring out because because Omegaverse is something that everyone interprets differently as far as like how alpha beta omega like personalities or behaviors or things it can vary so it's and usually you're given forgiveness of that it's like as long as you tell people how yours works like they're fine with it you know what i mean so with um with the jet i came across a jetty which was also a first introduction to the pairing for me which ultimately was the reason why i'm like you know i really want to do a jetty episode just because so you (laughs) So, so hold on, because you didn't tell me this. I'm sorry. This, is, this is the this is the first time I'm hearing this, which is like, because because to me, Jedi was a ship that I was like, this is coming way out of the blue. I oh, have no go. basis for this. I have no, yeah, I have no like, clue where this came from. I now understand, listeners, very clearly where it came from. It came from Meg's being very much enticed into the pairing mm-hmm. by a fic which can i just say must be fire if you <laughs> read it and thought i immediately need to do an episode on this pairing <laughs> immediately 
<laughs> so the reason why I loved it so much is yes, the fact yeah, that it was one me. of the first instances that I ever read alpha slash alpha. Because normally it's like, oh, alpha pheromones draw in omegas and omegas mm-hmm. draw in alphas mm-hmm. and whatever. And so James was going into his rut and his and his roommate was Teddy, which of course then he's another alpha. So it was never going to be like an issue. But Teddy was supposed to go stay somewhere else. But of course, James's rut comes early and Teddy doesn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> for like a week so it's like okay they just have to stay out of each other's space <laughs> and for whatever reason because james can smell teddy like on everything that's he just he's just so horny for teddy it's ridiculous but he's just trying oh to like deal with it on goodness. his own in his room and then like so then eventually like he teddy can like because they you know they could smell pheromones so of course teddy can just smell the want you know what i mean like teddy's like okay i can the smell. want you can the- no, need. seriously, seriously. The, the primal urge. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. It's true. But um, so, of course, then he goes to, like, check on James, you know, just like, oh, you, oh, uh-huh. you, you, to, to you wink, smell wink. not great, right? You know, like, like, things aren't going that great. And, of course, James is like, just give me one of your shirts or something, and I'll just, whatever, just give me a shirt. Give me a dirty shirt, and I'll be fine. <laughs> like, so he can like smell it and take care of business and of course it wasn't enough and so then teddy's just like it's fine i'm just here to help you out and then they you know they get together and Uh, uh have fun Um. and get him through the rut and the rut's over and then they realize they're just like he's just like i'm so sorry you didn't have to i'm you know i was out of my mind i can't you didn't have to do that blah 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 and teddy's like no dude that was like i mean i want to do that for a while and then of course james is like i've wanted to do that for a while and it's like all right so where this is a thing all right and so then it's like they have they have on their calendar little hearts on the like weeks that are ruts you know like rut weeks so that they can like take we take they take work off obviously because that's just a normal thing like you cannot be around people like when when you are in that in that headspace so it would be like they'd be like looking forward to that like really special time together (laughs) aka the really intense like violent time together but yes so that was super fun to read um like i usually am super about the like dom you know sub omega alpha thing yeah but the fact that it was two like dominant alphas and the switching and the things and i'm like oh my god i'm so here for this it's ridiculous <laughs> so anyway yeah so now we're hey jetty yeah jetty wholesome yeah. cute little kid loves an older dude yeah this is this is how we got here <laughs> like i swear <laughs> i swear and then i went and read wholesome stuff so started there and then came out of it trying to understand the pairing as it was and i I love it. I I've absolutely I absolutely love it now. And I'm sorry that I've jumbled like probably seven stories together in one and I've no idea what was what because I literally powered. I doubt I went through the the pairing on AO3 and I was like, "Oh, these tags look good. Oh, these tags look good." And then someone dumped a whole bunch of wrecks in our Discord server. So I was like, "Okay, download, 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 download." So I literally was like listening at, like listening to these like with a screen reader back to back to back to back. So they literally do feel like one big story to me. So I'm like, wait, was that in this or that or whatever? But ultimately, what I can say is I love this pairing. And it's I'm so glad I gave it the time of day to really understand it because it's it's so good. Nice. Well, I, I had some thoughts, like not knowing the characters really. Yeah. But like, I... 
I am fascinated by Teddy because I see him as a sort of a proxy for Harry in a lot of ways because he's grown up an orphan. Uh, He feels he's sort of of that generation, but because he's older, he feels separate from them. So he's like the same but different. Obviously, he didn't inherit his father's lycanthropy, but he he is a metamorph magus. So Mm -hmm. he has that like ability to... What what's that quote? Uh, I'm gonna mess this up now, but it oh, was something. Some, someone talked about like standing out to fit in. I mean, mm, how much mm-hmm. of that? How much of this does he feel is his own identity, and how much of it is is he using it to mask what he <gasps> yes. really is? Yes, you know mm-hmm. um, that was in one so, of the stories. Yeah, that was in one of the oh, stories. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So, oh, so yeah. Part of it was when he and uh, James were like falling in love or whatever. One of James's first questions the first time they're like intimate that he just like blurts out because it was I think it was their their mind bond thing so obviously they're pushing feelings into each other and they're just super horned up and (laughs) of course it's like could you morph your penis (laughs) like could you change your and of course Teddy's just like why is it like not like enough you know what I mean and he's like no 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 I literally am just I'm just looking at it and I see your hair change and I just I'm sorry I just it just it just connected it came out wrong but it just I swear so then he goes into like I think actually goes from sexy moment to really like wholesome vulnerable moment it was like as he was growing up in school like he felt like people only liked him or thought he was interesting because of that ability well not not making his dick bigger but like <laughs> the matter more vegas part of thing so they would like I'm sorry i'm just imagining the common room discussions <laughs> like so so is everything you know are you a human tripod like what's going on <laughs> but he was <laughs> so he so he they would like um, dare him or like you know to pay him to do various weird things to himself so of course he like as he grew older and got out of school like he doesn't he had lost sight of who he was because he felt like he had to make himself more attractive make his hair a certain way make, like change things about him to fit in like you said but after school and and as he got older he most of the time has his like ashy whatever blonde hair or like mm-hmm. he's like this is me now i mean his emotions will change his hair kind of like a mood ring which i think is really cool nice yeah so it's like like all of a sudden it'll be like oh it'll be like a neon blue when he's like excited or like i mean i think that's super fun and what was I it? Love one that of them idea. he had it had a beard so it was like his hair would normally change color but his beard would stay like the brownish blonde or whatever. But the time mm-hmm. that he like got so excited with James, his beard changed too. James was like, oh my God, I got you. Like, it's like you are like, it's like he knew that it was into it, which was, I thought was very, oh, very cute. So... It's like it made That's... it to the beard. So it just, it's all the more. Yeah. Because so characters cute. don't communicate. So yeah. instead, you've got the oh, visual God. cues. I know. Yes, I love that. I love that. At yeah. least somebody knows what's going on now. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm all about knowledge and people knowing what the boundaries are and what's good and what's not. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good thing. So, like then what, so then what Teddy told him was the fact that he's like, I told myself that I would never change myself for anyone else like ever again because that obviously mm-hmm. altered whatever. And he's like, but it's, you know, unless it's up to me. And he's like, I would choose 
to do whatever you wanted because I love you, you know, versus like, you know what I mean? Like, so I was just like, oh my God. (sighs) But of course, James is like, I was just curious. Like, you are literally perfect. I don't give a shit. It was just a stupid thought that came through my brain because I'm literally just dick dumb right now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Relatable. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's just, oh, they're just so... So fun. I love the just the the navigation of the denial, the thinking mm-hmm. that it can't happen because of, you know, he didn't like him when he was younger or he feels like he's too young. They've been friends for however long and nothing came of it. Harry or family wouldn't wouldn't approve. Like it just there's just all these reasons that I would think that people would have an issue with this ship that actually is what they write into it and probably why people love reading it because of all these reasons. So I really appreciate it because of that. Like all the the quote unquote problems that I have no problem with, but I could see people having a problem with are the reason why people write and read it, which I love. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, people are going to use these characters as a proxy for things going on in their own lives, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of fan fiction is so great. But that brings me on to my second question about the pairing, which is really of all of the characters in this wide, wide universe, why are people picking James to be interested in? Because I can see it with Teddy. I can see, you know, he's got the the orphan thing going on and he's, uh, you know, for all the reasons we've just talked about, he's this very, very rich character. But then what about James? What What's the, what's the thinking there? What's the rationale? Mm-hmm. You mean like in general, like James' like yeah. character, regardless of pairing or whatever? Yeah, just why are people writing James? Probably because we don't, like, we don't get enough of him in Cursed Child beside, like, he's, like, kind of like the dicky brother, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. so it's just, like, we get a lot of Albus, so I can see why Albus gets rewritten in certain ways, or people wish Scorbus was a thing, or they rewrote Albus and Scorpius as a thing, and people love it because it's, like, wholesome, cute, dreary. So, of course, that happened. Um, but with James, I think it's, he's, he's another one of those characters that's like a blank slate. And then when it comes to Jetty being really popular, he's the oldest male that could possibly, you know, be like with Teddy, if it's not going to, you know, there, there is Teddy slash Harry out there, which is like, okay, yeah, stuff like that happens too. (laughs) So it's like, it's just, I don't know, but with James... I wasn't in, like I wasn't interested in him. Like I'll be honest, I wasn't interested in him until I read Jetty and then I got to know some point of view of him. He's always been an external character. Like he's always been there. Like I've I've written him. I know what I've like, you know, thought he or his personality would be, but it was never from his point of view and being able to get into his head in a in a in quite a few thick. Like I was I was it was nice when I did come across a Teddy point of view that was really interesting to like get in his head and see how he was navigating these feelings as like the older you know the older one versus James thinking oh it would never happen like thing but mm-hmm. I don't know maybe because he is he's the oldest potter he's the first one to have to like go through everything he is a Gryffindor so even though we think of Albus as the one looking most like Harry like he's the first one who's like following in his dad's footsteps sure. and yeah. we usually oh, see yeah. him as someone who's cocky 
We see him as someone who's like eating up the like he's kind of like a James Senior. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's oh, the popular oh, Gryffindor dude. Like he's either getting around all the ladies or whatever. Like he's just he's seen as the he's eating the up the fame. Like yeah, he's just like the jock whatever. And then Albus is like the awkward whatnot. Oh, which which makes me think of I would love to to read slash write a fic doesn't have to be romantic but who knows i'm me um but i because um <laughs> if, if anyone has ever seen uh wished upon a star it's like a, i don't know if it was like a whether it was disney or it was some sort of like i don't know if it was made for tv or whatnot but ultimately there was the sister who was super popular and older and then there was the younger sister who was like awkward nerdy like different and both of them okay. like we think that the younger sibling is the only one to wish to be her sister. Turns out they both wished, and that's how they were able to switch places. So they had the body swap. So then obviously oh. the older the younger sister became the older sister, got to date the hot guy, and ultimately then things changed and she fell in love, and then the older sister fell in love with some other dude, and then when they switched back, they had to realize that it was the opposite person, and it was so cute. So of course I do picture if that happened between Albus and James, which I could totally see, James like being like tired of being overseen and being like the potter you know what i mean and then like albus in the background he's like you know albus has to have it so much easier where albus is like james has to have it so much easier for other reasons because you don't know like they're not in the same house they don't spend much time together if you write it that way so for them to switch places then of course i'm like what if james and scorpius fall in love and what if you know albus and i don't know i don't (laughs) maybe teddy is there and same age i don't know but i just i i love that idea of them trading places because they are so different and uh i just i just i can believe that it's definitely the jock slash nerdy sibling um you yeah. know, situation which i like a well because i because that's what i thought about james jr before i had asked you about him like that he was just this sort of jockey yeah. stereotype um but i was wondering then why people would rather write that James than, say, James of Marauder's era? Like, what sets them apart as characters? Is it more that that younger James has a, a sort of a quality of Fred and George about him, that as well as just being cocky, that there's a sort of an impishness with it, or that he feels that, like, because he's inherited so much fame and glory from his dad, that he can, like ride on his coattails and there's a little bit of Malfoy going Mm -hmm. on there and that makes that fun to play with I'm just like I can absolutely see why people want to write Teddy I'm just having a hard Uh time going yeah I definitely understand why people write James but I tell you what if listener you write young James and you're one of those people and you're and uh you you're like screaming at your your (laughs) podcast app going Nathan is so stupid this week why can he not see that James is such a glorious character if Mm -hmm. you want to get in touch with me and tell me all the reasons why you write for James Mm -hmm. that would be terrific because I would love to if I can understand it I'm sure I will root for it yeah but like but that for for me to ship the pairing for me to ship Jeddy I feel like I need to understand both of them Mm -hmm. and I feel like I really only get half this pairing Mm -hmm. and James is just sort of 
there you know because he's there well then i will definitely send you the james point of views that i read that were really good and then you should read those because that okay i mean these were good i mean i've obviously i've given you express trip through everything but yes. that's this is i mean reading these is literally what did that for me i mean i was in your seat like before actually diving into everything so it just takes that exposure which is like you said yeah. like you don't know because you haven't seen it or been given the opportunity and uh yeah i'm so glad that i gave it the time of day because i'm really excited about it but it's like when you compare the two jameses i don't know i mean i guess it's just the more i've i'm started to dabble in the different generations like there are things i love about like tom riddle's era like all the like older you know generation of families and the tom riddle and the mm -hmm. and the early death eaters that's very dark and then we get into the marauders and it's like playful but also like bullying and and like angst and like it's you know can be really like dramatic be that you know you have Sirius's character who's like super goofy and then you have like the broken you know remus and then like peter has all their points of view of who peter is and james and snape and all these things like i can separate them out and enjoy them and write them as like exclusive things to to the experience like I don't know I just now that I've gotten into next gen like I love Albus and I love Scorpius and now I love James and Teddy and I want to see more of Teddy's like just I mean yeah I'm now I'm, I'm really interested in Teddy now which is which is great because a lot of these are like them older so you're like you don't see yeah. Teddy's growth because obviously of the Unless you're doing a long fic of starting like, oh, Teddy's in school and James is like a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. you don't really get to see that progression unless it's just like a gen fic or like, you know, like Harry and Teddy and you're seeing, or or if it's a Harry slash whoever, usually that's the instance we get to see Teddy because Teddy's like his, obviously his godson. So he just, he comes into play because of that role, but it's not like we're seeing Teddy's journey without him literally being surrounded by a bunch of OCs, you know, when you think yes. about it. Like if Teddy's in school, no one else in Next Gen is is experiencing it, experiencing it with him apart from maybe like like his seventh year and then maybe James's first year. So at that instance, it's still like, oh my gosh, Teddy, like the older seventh year looking out for his, you know, little friend James, like you don't see. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And at that stage, Teddy's head boy as well, which so he's not going to have a, a lot of time mm -hmm. to socialize, even if he were socializing outside of his year, which mm -hmm. is improbable. Yeah. So I can understand why a lot of this stuff isn't set during their school times, yeah. respectively. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not saying any of this to hate on next gen or anything. Oh no! It's just that I—it's just that I literally do not know, and I want to be enlightened. So this mm -hmm, is why mm -hmm. I'm asking this because I see how excited you are about this, and I. And I now, uh, and I know now that it was sparked because of one very um, entertaining fic yes. that you that you were like. Was... This spoke to me on a deep, deep level. I mean, too I'm... deep, very deep, very deep. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, oh, okay, so these guys, and then read other things, and yeah. So ultimately, then all I can say is, let me give you some fic, and you'll you'll be on my level. <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand yeah. and that's that'll be great so yeah no sure. it's super fun sure i'm i'm looking forward to it well you know that i like you know um stories about when the original 
the, the sort of OGs mm-hmm. have grown up and become auras and gone off and done things. So this is going to be up my street anyway, I feel. But I just... But older James uh, took a while for me to warm to him mm-hmm. as a character mm-hmm. because he was just... For so long, all we got of him was boorish bully who felt like he was entitled Mm -hmm. to being a wizard and entitled to assuming his place and just being Sirius's pal that, you know, went off and had these really dangerous, prankish adventures together. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so it took me a really long time to get to the place where I could understand why someone like Lily would want to end up with him. And I feel like a lot of my if there's hesitation in accepting jedi it's it's coming from that place of i don't know what rounds that character out right. and makes him human again yeah you know so that so i'm looking forward to reading mm-hmm. that and thank you in advance yes 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 and i just feel so bad that i don't that I'm like, okay, it's going to be a ridiculous list of fic, obviously, in the show notes, because I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-mm. But all this means is a lot of it is so good yeah. that we, we can't just give you one or two this no. week. We, ha- we have to give you an extensive list because clearly you struck upon a gold mine yeah. that we didn't know existed, Yeah, which is... Which is next gen, yes! and you know, I I should read more of it, but because life has been life, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you, for those of you who don't know, I I got a new wheelchair this week, so I have been breaking that in. If you can imagine, like you know that feeling, like when you get new shoes, mm-hmm. well, it's like that. It's it is like that, but that then for your back. So yeah. I've been. I've been in quite a bit of pain this week. Hmm. So what I ha- what I haven't done is on my downtime been like, hmm, you know what I should do? I'm going to read some Jenny. Yeah. That would have been e- excellent prep mm-hmm. for this episode, but I am yeah. a human man. And <laughs> definitely my human, my human foibles have taken center stage this week, finally caught up with me. And I am a very well-intentioned, but woefully underprepared human mm-hmm. who, who, just wants to smile in the corner with a tray of mints this week going yeah wasn't wasn't that good meg well i'm i'm glad at least you took the time to read my omega verse because i needed that to be read so i could submit the dang thing i'm very i'm very glad that i did as well because now i now i understand that i I have feelings for a thing that I didn't know I had feelings mm-hmm. for before. Mm-hmm. That 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 is you have you have broadened my horizons in unexpected ways. Yeah, that that's was kinda how it so much fun. So yeah. Loki still, you know, related to we're kind of talking next gen. Um, something that I've noticed, but I don't know if you would or could create opinions on this. Why do you think that there's not a lot of fic? as far as like I can really have found as far as popularity goes, like things based on like Hugo and Rose and like the other, like why is it only like Harry's kids oh. most of the time? You know what I mean? Well, I kind of think the series was based around Harry. You know, it was never yeah. it was never Hermione Granger and the abolition of the patriarchy. Even it was though always... it was, like literally it yeah. been Hermione oh. and literally doing everything for Harry slash Ron. Like just like... Oh, a- absolutely. 
there is a Tumblr thread that that explains all of this beautifully. The books should have been more Hermione centric, mm-hmm. but because you know they are a product of a particular mind at a particular time, uh, they weren't. And so we've sort of become used to them being Harry centric, and I think that's yeah. an, uh, an idea and a thing that's carried on over into future generations Mm -hmm. as well so whether or not we do it consciously we gravitate towards harry's descendants because they symbolically continue the story Mm -hmm. and i think you know if you look at other fandoms as well if you look at star wars really we had uh, recently the, the the last three films it's all been about the you know the continuation of the skywalker line Mm -hmm. you know other other things do this as well so i think you know it it's almost uh, expected that certain yeah. characters should continue a lineage mm-hmm. but I'm not sitting here arguing that that's necessarily the best choice right. in fact I think some Hugo and or Rose stuff might even be more interesting to read mm-hmm. but I think the the overwhelming opinion is that you know we need to symbolically follow on from what's already been established yeah maybe. that makes a lot of sense so now, in my point of view, your thoughts regarding having no thoughts for James is kind of like now <laughs> I'm opening up to like, okay, I need to like move to another, you know, like section of next gen. Like I've, I'm obviously all into like the Harry's sons, obviously, like all, all facets, <laughs> but it's uh yeah I that's I mean you'll see the families getting together and like oh the cousins are there or whatever but as far as like actually reading about them we'll definitely have to find like I'll have to look for something and maybe I can find something I'm sure we will there's obviously got to be great stuff and then eventually we could do an episode focusing on the like you know even if it's just a general episode next gen of the non-Potter kids. You know what I mean? Like talking about everything else and what we think as far as headcanons with them and then their experiences. So it's just, uh, yeah. So that's just, I I can totally relate and completely agree with that. That it's, we just, we think of Harry. We keep focusing on Harry and there's a lot of Harry fic that... It's, you know, post-divorce and the kids are there and they're a big prominent role while Harry's navigating, you know, his future things. So we know of them to a greater degree than we do with, you know, the other ones. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think personally I'm most interested in uh, in Luna's kids mm, in mm-hmm. Lorcan and Lysander if we're going to go down that road because I think back to way way back in episode five when we were talking about Luna and Ginny and you made this brilliant point about Luna being a great artist and she has all those friend portraits yes. on her wall I wonder what sort of a parent Luna would be that's a that's a thick I really want to read mm-hmm. I don't care if it's just complete fluff um, but I just, I think Luna the mum mm-hmm. um, would be an incredible character to get to know. I'm interested in it. I want to see how her um, how her quirkiness and her zaniness mm-hmm. and her artistry um, and her willingness to, um, I don't want to say make-believe, but like extend the peripheries of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, can translate into being a parent. That's something that would give my, give me a lot of joy mm-hmm. to read. And that's why I think 
her children's relationship with her and whether or not she's with Rolf, you know, who knows. Really, she ends up with Neville. (laughs) In in my head, she ends up with Neville. Yeah, most of my stories that it's, yep. Neville deserves love too. Yep, it's either either Linny or it's, yeah, uh, whatever. Neville? Nuna? Nuna or, yeah, level. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's on the level. (laughs) Yes, no, but yeah, because it'd be interesting to see whether her kids would kind of like her and her dad have this like expanded like acceptance of the potentially unreal but to them is very real like or whether her kids would see that and acknowledge it as crazy like I could see the kids in school being like oh your mom is that you know is that loony like that loony girl and then them being like why what and so it could easily could be her and her kids completely being at odds versus you know them growing together so there's lots of opportunity there for her and and any kids whether it's you know canonical kids or anything else but yeah yeah well we went way around the- <laughs> we went a lot of places with this yeah but- do you know i think i think before we started recording i said to megs you know because i had hardly done any prep for this mm-hmm. episode i was like do you know i think this is going to be a shorter episode i'm looking at the timer and we've gone an hour and 20 minutes yes. so far yeah. so yeah, I mean, we have so, a lot of Googling and um, me flubbing over what the name of a fic is and <laughs> in family trees. And so, so yeah, if you're confused by what I'm saying right now, we I cut a lot of stuff. So there's just some <laughs> random things. Like, Nathan and I are really good with canon, obviously. Like, we're really good with the book's canon. But even, even me with this, this is just... Just because I haven't really held on to much... As far as like Cursed Child goes, like other than just like knowing the characters and who I has? know the like Who yeah. has held on to anything so it's, from Cursed Child? So it's not like I'm rereading that all the time and really can like know these characters to the extent that I know the characters in the main series. So same thing goes with like Fantastic Beasts, you know, that stuff is mm. You know, these are completely different characters, a different world. All I'm really given are movies, which I I don't like going off of. Like, just it's just it's hard to you know when you're shown something, it's like oh, this is what you're given versus being able to imagine a world. I think that makes you know all the difference. But so I mean, and even like with characters that have nothing to go off of. I mean, same goes with characters we know that are put in AU situations of them having nothing to do that we know of them in canon. So I feel like people have fun playing with anyone in any instance, just because, like we said before, like Tom Riddle, people will just just like the idea yeah. of Tom's character and they'll just be like, yeah, we're going to make him a healer in like Harry's, you know, timeline and they're going to fall in love, but he's still going to have the same characteristics. Like they're just going to put people wherever, which is, is super fun. And that's what make fix so great. And yeah, I just, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. the creative license. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And this isn't me saying, you know, none of this belongs and you know, mm-hmm. that I'm some sort of ridiculous canon purist. Cause I'm absolutely not. Yeah. But sometimes in order to fully appreciate a ship, you need to get why, these characters are emotionally invested in each other. Mm-hmm. And if, as in the case of James, you're only given that he's a bit of a cocky brat, you're not really given very much wiggle room to go, oh yeah, I can see where the two of them should 
to right. belong together. So I think this is the first time ever that I'm like half mast with a with a ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's fair. That's honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, obviously I am I ship it real hard. I am I'm loving it. I definitely look forward to the opportunity to writing some of it at, you know, a later date. Um we'll we'll see at the very least reading more because it's just it's so great. Oh, okay, so I have to get into this because I've seen some fan art and I am really like in I have a really strong James headcanon now how do you and when you think of James Sirius Potter like what do you picture as far as like I guess how he looks um, or what do you you know what do you picture so I guess I sort of see a cross between um like a young a young James like a young senior James mm-hmm. and a young let's say Fred Weasley I'll take one of the two mm-hmm. where um slightly gangly but then also like long wavy hair, um, sort of shampoo advert, good looks. You know? Oh, nice! <laughs> so there was a um, uh, what is it? I think it's Trash Can Prince has a has a bunch of uh, next gen fan art, which is super great. And they drew an image of James Sirius, which for the first time I've ever seen him in this way, as like taking after the Weasleys. And he's like a head or so taller than Harry and he's got red hair and Harry's green eyes. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. Like I don't, I just, (laughs) I am just so about red haired James just because I know that we usually see him. It's like, oh, he also has dark hair, but maybe Ginny's brown eyes or we have, then we have Albus who's, you know, still has the brown hair and then Harry's green eyes and Lily Luna has the red hair. And, but we see also with dark, I mean, we see everything as far as but as soon as I saw that I was like yes because it would just be this complete contrast to Albus's character because I yeah Yeah. talking about what we talked about before if people are super into Albus i.e. me what makes James more interesting what if he's like kind of like Harry Light or Albus Light as far as like if we don't really have a clear image of him so that really created a very clear like unique identity in comparison to his brother Albus because it's like oh he just he looks different but he has his mother's hair he has his father's eye color and he's super tall which looks hilarious after you know if you think of Harry as being like on the shorter side so then he gets the the height from some of the Weasleys like his uncle Ron and whatever and I absolutely I absolutely love that. And then Albus is still kind of short and like his dad. And I just think that's the absolute cutest thing ever versus James just like sort of looking like Harry with Ginny's eyes. And then Albus like, oh, he's like little, you know, little Harry or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that excites me least is when people start to become like carbon copies of Harry with minor alterations. That that isn't exciting to me because you know if you if you look at actual people they're not carbon copies of their parents Mm-mm. except in really rare you know there are there are a few exceptions to that rule mm-hmm. but they're not in the majority so I would like to think that people could be a little bit more visually creative than just he was like Harry with Ginny's eyes just like yawn don't come for me I am all about <laughs> Albus being tiny Harry with freckles like that's 
literally my that is it. with freckles. He has freckles. The... He has his, he has the Weasley freckles, but he looks like Harry. So it's just. But Nathan, they're so distinctive. They are they're so original. <gasps> they are such distinctive freckles. He's so so different. so. Okay, so if you're going to sell me on this, are the freckles arranged in any sort of particular pattern? Is there a swirl? Where are they? How far down do they go? (laughs) Okay, so this makes me think of like when people, well, it's a thing like with the Weasleys. A lot of times the freckles come into play, be that for Charlie's character or like when I've written Bill or anything like that. Sure. It's it's something that usually whoever they're romantically being paired with like finds extremely cute like it's like oh i you know like i could count every freckle on their you know cheeks or every freckle on oh, their yeah. chest or like yeah. you know or like i love the the fact that it you know does look like something or sometimes it is like a like a constellation or you know something like that it's just mm-hmm. it's usually like it's on the verge of like a freckle kink like people are really into the fact that their SO has freckles. So I don't know. Oh yeah, there's a word for it as well. <laughs> I forgot the word because oh, I, I re- was reading about it. I was reading about it yesterday, but it's a something of failure and it's a love <laughs> of freckles. Okay, now I'm Googling again because I need to know this word. Well, I can tell you that uh, Lantigenes, I believe, is the Latin word <laughs> for freckles. And there is, a, and I've just hit my microphone because I feel this passionately about this. <laughs> That there is a word, there is a Latin word that ends in philia that describes a love of freckles. So, anyway, so, listeners, yeah. let's wrap this up. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just going to say, I mean, we have three weeks. We've tossed around a couple different ships. I'm just, I'm going to say we don't know because we're still kind of mm. going back and forth on what, we think we're gonna do and that's okay so because the number of times we've had to re-record yeah, yeah. or dub in the fact that we're doing something else and actually I mean, we're gonna have to do this you know? after this episode so i'm gonna i'm gonna clue the listeners in so after we finish yeah. recording for this episode we have to record a new outro for an episode that we've recorded an outro for about three times because we keep changing the order <laughs> around <laughs> So, it's, it's, yeah, so we're professionals. We know what we're doing and yes. we love you very much. Um, yes. Tune. In- sorry, not sorry about doing a surprise holiday episode <laughs> because that's pretty much just put a, you know. Well, it, it, put, it put a spanner in the yeah. works. Wrench in the cog. But it is. What, what, wait, what do you say? What? I said a wrench in the cog. Is that what you said? So we say put a spanner in the works. Say, whoa, I've never heard that before. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing because you call a wrench a spanner. But like, okay. it's, a, it's a weird one because <laughs> I'd never heard yours before and I'm pretty sure you've never heard mine. So, so we, both, Probably. we both said the same thing, <laughs> listeners. But there was a real transatlantic divide happened there. It and we were like, very... what just happened? This is really weird. <laughs> it was, that was actually really funny. Honey, I'm so glad we were literally on the same wavelength. Just, I was very American, and you and were I was very, very British. Not. Yes. <laughs> oh man, so great. Anyway, so thanks for dealing with whatever mess we made. It was so much fun. I am going to send Nathan all the thick, as should you guys, because he needs to know how amazing Jetty is, and 
yeah, we can't wait yeah. to see. I I know we've done two. We've done two slash ships in a row. So either the next one's going to be fem slash um, or Polly. I can't remember if we. Oh, we did het with um, uh, uh, Lockhart and McGonagall, McGonagall yes. recently, and then Hagrid and all the people. Yes. <laughs> so I think that we're about due for fem slash or Polly, which is. I always love doing that too. So we'll see what we come up with next time. We will let you know. But thank you for listening and we will whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess I really don't want to say anything cheesy like Lanto. I'm just going to say bye. No. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you guys as normal. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> we, we still love you. See the episode from two weeks ago for full details. <laughs> So now that you've finished enjoying that episode, I bet you're wondering what we're going to be talking about next time. Will it be a ship? Could it be a trope? What about a character-centric episode? Editing Megs. Put the listeners out of their misery. Next time, we'll be focusing on... We're going to be reading some Valentine's Day and love-themed fan fiction. So come back to enjoy that at your earliest possible convenience. But, you know, preferably sooner rather than later. Because we do make it so you'll listen to it. And we hope you enjoy it. Remember your Gunkle Nathan's advice. Be kind to each other, manage your mischief, and we'll catch you in the next one soon. While you're waiting for the next episode, all the shipping fun can continue online. You can head over to all of our social media platforms, like Magical Ship Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and Care of Magical Shippers on Tumblr. You can get in touch with us by email at careofmagicalshippers at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message with all of your ship and fic thoughts and feels and have the chance to be featured on a future pod episode. We are also live on Patreon. Patrons have access to early episodes, bonus content, extended uncut episodes with all of our nonsense, ficlets written by me, exclusive merch, and a patron discord. Another easy way to show your love for the pod is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening.